Welcome to episode 59 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Andy. I'm Pat. And I'm Eddie. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. everybody welcome to another episode we hope you are eager and uh, ready for a really good show we have some great content lined up for you boys i haven't even told you what i'm doing for the main mystery today it, it's a mystery does it's it's quite the mystery i well, can't wait put on your dancing shoes that's Ooh, all i'm gonna say you know me dancing shoes casey and the sunshine band look at him go right that knowledge isn't it's like <laughs> a steel trap i was just gonna be like i'll put on my alien no actually that's shoes. boogie shoes i think Still, some, bo- still. some boogie shoes. You know, you say potato, I say potato. Boogie, dance. What What else are you going to do? My daughter watches this Peppa Pig cartoon. Oh, yeah, Peppa, Peppa Pig. Pig it's man. British, so every Peppa. time she says, you know, tomato, she says, tomatoes. We have a little <laughs> garden in her backyard. She wanted to go pick some this morning. She's like, Dad, let's go pick the tomatoes. Yep. Tomatoes. I'm like, yep. All right, I'll bring the tea. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you go straight cockney. You're like, oh, I got none of these tomatoes. It's too raw. <laughs> you start throwing them. <laughs> She's like, Dad, no. <laughs> You're a chimney sweep all of a sudden. <laughs> I'll be back henceforth in a fortnight. <laughs> Just start shimmering. Chim chimmery, chim chimmery. Wow, you got your Mary Poppins game going. Dude, I love that movie. Eddie has had his caffeine, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> on the goofballs. <laughs> With that, let's just get right into this puppy, shall we? We shall. Here we go. Woohoo. So recent sightings today, we got a UFO sighting in Canada, of all places. Take off, eh? You hoser. You hoser. You, free, you freaking alien Put on your hoser. toque. <laughs> Put on your tinfoil toque because we're going to Canada. <laughs> hey, I saw that up in the sky, eh? Is it the Northern Lights? <laughs> so there were two, plane, two planes reported bright green UFO, a bright green UFO swooping through the clouds over Canada. And this comes from space.com, so oh. you know it's this is the real deal. Not space.org. <laughs> it's, it's right to the point, space.com. Space, what do you guys talk com. about, space? Space what? <laughs> like outer space? No, man, like just like empty rooms. <laughs> so it says a military plane may have had to swerve to avoid the mysterious object surveillance data shows. So late on July 30th, pilots of two separate aircrafts, one military and one commercial, reported seeing a mysterious green UFO vanish into the clouds over the Gulf of St. Lawrence on the Atlantic coast of Canada. According to uh, a report posted August 11th to the Canadian government's aviation incident database, both flights witnessed a green flying object, a bright green flying object that flew into the cloud then disappeared. The object did not impact the operations of either flight, the report said. So we got two different planes seeing this thing. Yeah, one commercial, one military. Bright green—that's not a very common color for UFOs. Usually, you have a, you know, 
a silvery object in the mm-hmm. sky or a dark object. That's but, very much the Hollywood version of UFOs. You yeah, know, we're getting into some little, more of the world's type stuff right here. Right. Yeah. Did someone try throwing some COVID at it, man? Make it sick. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing it got me thinking about these like different because I, I, I was watching. Uh, there's a show on uh, Netflix right now. It's like UFOs and the government conspiracies, and I recommend that one too. By the way, it's like you don't need to buy anything extra. It's on Netflix for God's sakes. But it's um. They're uh, they're showing like a little page from one of the like old Project Blue books, and it was like an old timey uh-huh. footage, dude. And they were turning this page, and it had it had like a diagram of different UFOs, like different drawings, and they were all kind of saw. You know, they had a similar look to them, but they all had slightly different looks. And Probably like eyewitness type type drawings. Exactly. You know, nice. some people reported that it had a little top to it, or some people reported there was like you know like a weird orb on the bottom of it, or just there's some little variance. And it gets me thinking about these color schemes on some of these UFOs and. If you get down to what the prime uh, – he wasn't the prime minister. He's the, the, he was the former defense minister for Israel. Andy's nodding his head. Yeah. Pat's nodding his head. This guy, impeccable credentials. As he's leaving the office, the classic grenade toss before you walk out the door, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, aliens are real. We've known about it for forever. And there's a galactic federation right. that everybody's working together. We've known about it for years. See, I'm out. And he was alleging that there were several uh, races of these extraterrestrials. It wasn't just one type. It was a myriad of different ones. So you get into this green thing. It's like, of course, there's different makes and models. <laughs> makes and models of your, your interplanetary aircraft. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've even seen a, a poster. I and I, I think I'm going to put it in and I'm, I'm going to buy it and put it in my cryptid den. But it's like a, a poster of all the different types of UFOs, like all the makes and models that are yeah. popularly seen. You have this? I, I've, I've seen it online. Oh, yeah, nice! You, you can buy it on Amazon or something. I'm going to frame it and hang it up in my man cave. And uh, yeah, it's cool. But you know, you have ones that are green. You have ones with rainbow colors swirling around the outside of it. You have one that are more elongated and cigar like you have your classic triangles of course mm-hmm. and uh and then you have one that's <laughs> fits into none, no categories which is the dark night that we talked about oh man pr- previously yeah the dark night satellite yeah so it, it says here that one of the aircraft um being flown was a uh, canadian military plane flying from a base in ontario to germany and the passenger flight was a km KLM Royal Dutch Airlines plane flying from Boston to Amsterdam. Stephen Watkins, or Stephen Watkins, I should say, an aviation and shipping researcher, looked at the transponder data from the two flights and saw that the military plane climbed 1,000 feet in altitude at the time of the sighting, possibly to avoid the object or get a closer look at it. Um, There's a chance the UFO could have been a meteor streaking through the sky as well. Which which make a lot of sense. You think about the northern lights, and there's a lot of green in the northern lights, um, and you know meteors. I think kind of give off a greenish hue sometimes as well. I mean, it could. It all depends probably on that flight pattern too. I mean, there's people who've said like it could be a meteor, meteor, but then what happens is you know, you see it loop around for another pass, and you're like, man, what kind of meteor does that? <laughs> well, it depends on how uh, how big and how bright it is. I, I, you guys remember the one when we went on our Bigfoot expo- expedition in the Ozarks, and re- it was like moments after we heard the Bigfoot call off on the on the nearby bluff, and then we saw that giant meteor streak across the sky. That thing did have some green to it. That was the biggest meteor, uh, you know. That was the biggest one I've ever seen, and yeah, it kind of had a green tail to it. So maybe that's what they saw. 
on this report, Pat, unless it was hovering or stationary. If, if so, you can rule that out because a meteorite streaks across the sky and is gone in about a half a second, you know. It blew my brain. I mean, and this shows you this, this uh, you know, city boy, frankly, was like, I'm, we're out there. And I'm like, it's like reverse fireworks. They're coming down from the sky. And they was like, dude, the shooting stars. Like, oh, my gosh. It was so <laughs> cool. We saw more than one. Oh, yeah. We saw a handful of those suckers. So one of the other things that I think is kind of interesting, a little note in this article, is that unlike the U.S. Defense Department, Canada's Department of National Defense does not track UFO sightings. Mm. And you would think Canada would be just like, full of that kind of stuff too because the skies are so clear and you know it's not a huge population uh you know i don't think the population is quite as high as it would be in the united states there's a lot of like open sky up there yeah didn't they say that canada is almost like australia it's like you got a lot of stuff on the west coast and the east East coast Coast. but in between there's a lot of wilderness there and just you know, time and resources, and they got enough trouble with the whole money pit there anyway. They're sitting there like, "What are we gonna do?" That's in that's in Canada, right? It's in Nova Scotia. I'm not really sure. I'm I thought sure. it was. Look at me stepping it right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that, it out. But that flight was going to Amsterdam. It wasn't coming back from it. If it was coming back from Amsterdam, I'd, I'd say, okay, maybe the pilots were. Yeah. You know, partaking in some mind-altering substances. <laughs> no, but, not no. your pilots. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to Amsterdam, so. They don't do that in Amsterdam. Nah, never. No, no, no. No. Um, it's, it's what is encouraging is that, especially with the release of that UFO report, which albeit didn't really do a whole lot for, you know, us or for any people who are, tra- you know, tracking and talking about UFOs, at least it broke down the discussion that, hey, the government's at least willing to acknowledge that there are things flying around that are real and that they don't know what they are. And so at least in anything, it probably bolsters other countries to be like, all right, we should probably just start talking more about the things that we see. Yeah. You know, taking some of that stigma off of it. Exactly. Like anything else. I mean, I think whatever the topic or, or phenomenon is that, that, that you want to get to the bottom of, the first step is better communication. Let's lay it out on the table. Let's dissect it. Let's figure out what's what, who knows what, and then we'll go from there. It's it's the classic, right? It's like the when we were all in school and there's that one, you know, it's like, all right, everybody, let's get to know everybody. And there's that one kid that's got to raise his hand first and be like, my name's so-and-so, you know. And, yeah. You know, someone's got to be first. Someone's got to be able to kind of pull the Band-Aid, a paranormal Band-Aid off. And be like, it's okay to talk about ghosts and, and aliens and, and Bigfoot. It's okay to talk about these things. And, well, and uh, yeah. It's the it, same for adults, too. You know, I've been at, at, a, at a dinner party before. You know, it was a kind of an odd collection of people who really didn't know each other. And, you know, it's funny. One person mentions anything about a ghost, a synchronicity, deja vu, a a dream of a grandma who passed away, you know, just something a little uh, out of the ordinary, and everybody chimes in with their own story. Right. But like you said, Eddie, it's a kind of a case of you don't want to be the the black sheep. You don't want to be the one that stands out. So unless others have had an experience too, you're less likely to share your own. But, That's yeah. just it, you know. And yeah, it's you know, almost to feel like the weirdo, but we're all a little weird. I had somebody come up to me at work the other day and say, you know, you you should reach out to so and so. This person's really into the paranormal. They they're really interested about this kind of stuff. You let them know that you have a podcast. Mm. I'm like, I will. It's funny how that goes because it's. Uh, I would say it's almost become less taboo oh, yeah. in a way versus like in the 70s and 80s where it's like, don't tell anybody you saw an alien for God's sake. Yeah. You, you can't talk about that. They'll think you're crazy. They'll think you're weird and they won't take you seriously at the PTO and you bring your green jello mold. No one will eat it. <laughs> 
nowadays it's in. Paranormal stuff is in. It's hot. It's trending. I mean, I'm rocking my Paranormal Dad's T-shirt right now, but I wear this bad boy out in public. And I mean, never like check out. You know, I'm at the grocery store a couple weeks ago, and and the you know the the teenage uh, guy at the at the checkout lane. He's like, "Hey, man, what's your shirt?" I'm like, "It's my podcast." <laughs> he has his earbuds in as he's checking people out, and he whips out his cell phone. And he <laughs> downloads it right in front of me. Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna listen to it right now, bro." Nice. <laughs> Give it a listen. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the power of t-shirts. I hope he enjoys it. Everyone. That's hey, awesome. it's funny. Andy mentions t-shirts. Hey, if you want one, let us know. We can get you one. But we got to pay us some money first. We're not gonna just give you a free shirt <laughs> you you got a new source too don't you i got a new source so we can right. provide probably some more uh certainly some more colors and options uh for people so uh just let us know um you can email us at paranormaldads at gmail.com or on our any of our social medias just get a hold of us at, at paranormal dads and uh, if you want a t-shirt just uh hit us up we'll hit you with pricing and all that fun stuff cool that shameless plug concludes our recent sighting thanks thanks for that <laughs> right. one pat and uh, next, we're going to ease into pop culture, and I believe uh, Sir Eddie is on, on deck for this one. I'm up to bat on this one, and that's a sports reference. <laughs> it's time for pop culture and the paranormal. Uh, so, yes, so, hey, welcome to Pop Culture and the Paranormal. Uh, I'm your I'm your host for this segment here, and uh, a little kind of a two-parter. Um, first uh, things first, um, I want to talk about. Uh, speaking of pop, there is a pop culture event that uh, we have gone to and been a part of. In fact, uh, we did a ghost hunt at the Grand uh, Theater in Grand Island, Nebraska, and we have an episode of that. If you want to scroll back on some of our episodes, and if I had done some better homework, I could give you the episode <laughs> number. But the Grand back. Theater. The Grand Theater Ghost Investigation. And uh, through our uh, partnership with them, they're doing another Grand Comic-Con this year uh, in October. Uh, it's actually October 2nd and 3rd, with the opening ceremonies on October 1st uh, here in Grand Island. Not here, but in Grand Island, Nebraska. So, hey, if you're in Nebraska or surrounding areas and you want to check us out and come see at least one of the Paranormal Dads, uh, that'd be me, you can come to the Grand Comic-Con. Um, and... Uh, Literally, the fun thing about this event is that it does celebrate pop culture, but it does have a square, like like right there in it for paranormal uh, fun. Uh, the celebration of all things kind of quirky and weird, and it's kind of a neat little uh, gathering of like-minded people who get to talk about these these things. Um, the theater is beautiful. It it's is gorgeous. Yeah. It's like stepping back in time. Yeah, I mean they don't make theaters like this anymore. No, I mean it's it's unique. It's one of a kind. It's um, God, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of when it was built, but it it was built originally in the 30s. Okay, and then the style of it is very kind of Art Deco looking, and it has these really great light fixtures and all that. And I mean, it's, and it's, it's right there, kind of in the downtown strip area of Grand Island, and the, there's a number of old buildings around there. And, and the, the locals we talked to even said that some of those buildings have been known to be haunted as well. Oh yeah. So. Uh, uh, the, the, that was neighbor. episode number 38, by the way. There, look at that. So you can, you can check that out. Um, and that was a great uh, ghost hunt. I mean, that oh, couldn't geez. have ended in a better 
<laughs> way, really. But uh, yeah, like Pat said, some of the surrounding buildings have uh, reports of paranormal activity and and so the theater is gorgeous. Uh, they uh, because of this event, they do a special free showing of a a uh, very kind of a nerdy, geeky, fun movie, sci-fi movie. And in this case, it lands squarely right in our wheelhouse as far as pop culture and paranormal goes. It is the Last Starfighter, which is one of my favorites ever from the '80s, and it features the story of one Alex Rogan who lives in the Starlight Starbright trailer court in some <laughs> unknown town in Nevada. <laughs> And like any plucky kid, he's sick of living where he lives, and he wants to go and tackle that great big world. And and lo and behold, fast forward, he gets handpicked by this alien race to help to come help them fight an intergalactic war for them. It was, it was via a an arcade game, an arcade wasn't it? game. Yeah, yeah. it was a, truly eighties. Could it be more? And <laughs> it was written in nineteen, like it came out in theaters in nineteen eighty four. I mean, it's yeah. so perfectly. Yeah. Like uh, every bit of if you like that kind of nostalgic feel, and they're showing, I, I believe it's an HD version of it, so it's going to look real nice and crisp on the screen, and and that's kind of the thing with this event is they they pick a movie like this, they show it for free, uh, the night the Friday night before the event, so that would be October first, um, and uh, I want to say it's usually around seven o'clock is just when they show the film, and then the event itself is actually a free event as well. They just just show up, walk in the door. This is with times being the way they are. You got to wear a mask. Yeah. It's just what's going to happen. Um, but beyond that, uh, vendors and artists and and if you walked up to any of these comic book artists and they're doing commissions right there and they're like, hey, for thirty bucks I'll draw what you want. You're like, draw me a Bigfoot, <laughs> high five in an alien. They'll be like, you got it. And they'll just draw it for you right there. Uh, it's a super fun event. Like I said before, like we fit uh, as far as what we do, we kind of land right in that wheelhouse with some of the uh, different um, pop culturey things being celebrated, uh, specifically like Star Wars and Star Trek and all those fun things. And Pat's a huge Star Wars guy, probably the Star Wars guy in my <laughs> in my circle. I'm a huge Star Wars guy. You are. <laughs> like I mean, I don't know anybody who loves it as but, much as uh, you do. And. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a super fun event. And so with that, I'll be there uh, for sure and uh, handing out uh, stickers. And you can come meet one-third of the Paranormal Dads, and we can talk about your favorite uh, you know, cryptid or ghost story. And who knows, if you, know, you catch me at the right thing, we could write your story down and share it on the show even. So awesome. uh, that's, that's what, what I got going on. And if you have any questions, again, reach out to us uh, via our social media uh, outlets, and we can uh, – you know, direct you as to what's going to happen and where it is and all that fun stuff. But uh, we've done this once before. We did a mini con version of this, which is what then led up to our ghost hunt, uh, Andy. And uh, it was a crazy event. It was fun. Yeah, it was, that, and that weekend was was filled with a lot of uh, extracurricular hangouts and and oh. and we we had we had a lot of fun to say the least. Didn't get much sleep. Um, so by the time the actual ghost hunt came around. We were pretty tired. We're, you know, we're not 20 we're years old dragging. anymore. No. I think me and Pat were ready to, to call it a night, and <laughs> that's when the ghost hunt started. But yeah. it's, gosh, that place. I mean, you go into sub, you go into the basement, and then there's sub-basements, and then there's crawl spaces, and it's dusty, and it's mm-hmm. dark. And, you know, the main part of the theater is gorgeous. But I tell you what, when you first walk in to the Grand Theater, like, the first first two things crossed my mind like wow this place is beautiful and the secondly it was like wow this place is super haunted yeah <laughs> you can feel it yeah you no. can feel it uh, any and if you have an ounce of intuition you can feel it when you walk in and it's not a malicious kind of haunted feeling it, no. it's kind of like it's kind of like a charmy like an old-timey old-fashioned like uh 
but uh, anyway, yeah, it was it was a it was a weekend to remember, that's for sure. And just to add to it, it's a movie theater, so you're down in the basements, and they have all this movie memorabilia they use, you know, posters and cardboard cutouts and stand-ups and all these things from all these past movies that they just have in storage. And so you'll wander back into this dark room, and there'd be like a Jason face or something right in front of you, and <laughs> it is. You jump out of your shoes. Yeah, it is definitely like almost almost like a movie. The downstairs of that of that theater. Didn't the we basement. run into like a a, ba- a baby a doll? Wasn't there like a weird doll or There's something? There's a doll up in the projection. Yeah, in the projection booth. booth. They're like, booth. Yeah, the doll. The people think the doll is kind of haunted. Yeah. And they like leave the doll up there as a way to like appease whatever ghost is in the theater. But Andy's not wrong. I mean that that place feels haunted, and uh, not in a bad way. But you certainly do not feel with that with that building empty, you still don't feel alone. No, in there and, at all. And we were Scooby doing it around there with flashlights in the dark, bumping into each other. But like like you said, between the 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 movie posters uh, and and the dolls, and you'd turn a corner and you'd see something startling that you weren't expecting to see and it kind of really made you uh hair stand on end oh it's crazy um but it's beautiful and like you said before a beautiful restored theater uh it was restored a number of years ago and the the whole place operates on a grant and also donations and so they tend to show free movies uh on the weekends they'll do like anything that's a new movie they'll charge for but uh, typically they'll do free family nights and concessions are tend they tend to be reduced so it's a, it's just a cool like local kind of funky neat theater and so through that we'll be there uh through that weekend um i say we i'll be there for sure and um and yeah just keep an eye out for us and if you see me there and and you want to talk just come on over and let's 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 talk about some some paranormal stuff i it's my favorite subject awesome very good and with all that i want to hand this sucker off to the man the man the psychic myth the legend, the big mystery, coming our way. Well, I have a musical rendition of uh, the main mystery coming up next, people. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> Welcome to the main mystery. Ooh. Put on your tap shoes. <gasps> drink some water. Stay hydrated. What about my hammer pants? Can I put on my hammer pants. <laughs> how's, how's your stamina nowadays, Eddie? It's pretty good. It's been better. <laughs> well, before we started, you were talking about walk a twelve mile hike. We're going to take pretty soon. Pretty soon, about a, yeah. I'd say about two months. Uh, yeah, about two months from now, we'll be doing that pre Halloween. Well, a lot of stamina and uh, and strength and endurance was needed in uh, fifteen eighteen in the city of Strasbourg, which was then part of the Holy Roman Empire, but this is uh, now in in modern day France. Is that next to Jersey? Strasbourg <laughs> <to> Shore. <laughs> what are you doing at me, bro? Come fight me. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Have you guys heard of the Dancing Plague of 1518? The Dancing Plague? No. Yeah. No? Does this have Kevin Bacon in it? <laughs> John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. It was a real thing. It was incredibly well documented. And, and that's all the articles that I've been reading on this. They said this this is not legend. This is not folklore. This really happened. And, not, and not, not the only time, by the way. There's other dancing plagues that occurred in the 1300s in various parts of Europe. Uh, you know, some in the 1300s, some, some after uh, 1518. But yeah, today we're talking about the dancing plague of 1518. It took place in France. And it all started with a local woman named Frau Trophea. Well, there you go. She walked into the street, and she began to twist, turn, wiggle, and shake. And she didn't stop for a week. 
Oh. She put a lot of boogie in it. All day, all <laughs> night, rain, wind, or shine, she was out there dancing. And, uh, you know, rather than people looking at her and, and saying, what's, what's, what's wrong with this lady? Uh, they dan- They joined. Huh. And, and before you know it, you had as many as, uh, some people report as many as 400 men, women, and children out in public dancing, shaking their tukus. So, bear with just, me. Just dropping it like it's hot, Eddie. So instead of being like, ma'am, are you okay? Are people, you having a seizure? People see her and they're like, you got a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they saw some glow sticks, guys. Glow sticks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it doesn't say if they were doing the tango or the waltz or if they're, do, they're doing the Dougie. I don't know. But they were moving and grooving. <laughs> this one's called the Dougie. They're and doing the worm instead. That's called the worm and you know it. <laughs> Get out. But you talk about paranormal, like why? There, there's no explanation. Uh, some people chalked it up to uh, the, the local doctors of the time said they had, they had hot blood, which what is that, first hot of all? Bloody, hot blood. Hot blood. Hot blood. So, I don't know, and the doctor was like, the physicians at the time, they are like, I don't know, if you got to dance, you got to dance. Maybe they just have to get it out of their system. <laughs> got the dance out the demons. Yeah, and that was another thing. You know, it we're is. talking about a very superstitious uh, part of history, and people are thinking, oh, is, is they, are they possessed? Is this a demon? Is, this a, is there an exorcism that needs to take place? Um, problem was, you know, people back then had not trained for such a dance marathon. People were dropping like flies, yeah. heart attacks, exhaustion. People died. Well, but you're dancing for a week, though. No, no breaks, man. There's no time to. There's no time for breaks. I got nobody like, got time for that. Like in the middle of a guy doing like the like the lawnmower or doing like a sprinkler, he's like, oh, "I'm so thirsty and tired. <laughs> Somebody stop me." <laughs> The 1500 equivalent of a water boy drags the body to the side that just kept dancing, man. I, I just pictured the kid from Charlie Brown doing the Frankenstein with his arms <laughs> out. <laughs> Seven days later. Doing that like a couple of corpses in the ground. Three days going for nonstop. So here's my question. Did, I mean, eventually what happened? Did people just gradually stop dancing or did everybody just start to die and they're like... Well, so this started in July of 1518. It really didn't come to an end until closer to September. Wow. So July and August, people were just just moving their money makers, man. Yeah, it's a crazy summer. They took Lionel Richie way too seriously. Uh-huh. All night <laughs> long. Forget work, cashing all your PTO all to stay on the streets, long. just yeah. just dancing. Um, yeah, so it kind of concluded by uh, by about September. It doesn't say how many people actually lost their life because of this. But some people chalked it up to you know a group hallucination, uh, hysteria induced, panic, uh, confusion. Uh, some people even said uh, blamed uh, Saint Vitus, uh, who apparently was a Catholic saint, uh, who allegedly had the power to curse people with a dancing plague. Huh. Now, why a saint would would curse anybody is beyond me. I don't know. You've been bad. Go dance. <laughs> You've been bad. Time to dance. <laughs> now is the time we on sprockets when we dance. Now is the time. On, now was the two months on sprockets. We dance. Some people were made to go to the top of a mountain to some shrine and you know to to pray and and give offerings or whatever to to certain saints and deities and Saint Vitus. Uh, some of the more, uh, and I think this is a more modern day conclusion, but. Uh, modern-day scientists wonder if there may have been a uh, a culprit to blame, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but ergot or ergo. Okay. Ergo. ergo. Anyway, ergo. it's it's a mold, apparently, that's associated with rye mm-hmm. from rye bread. And if it gets damp and turns moldy, people consume it. 
Um, you know, and, and that can lead to spasms, hallucinations, uh, epilepsy, convulsions, all sorts of weird stuff. Well, this, this is, this, this little light bulb just went off in my brain when you, when you mentioned St. Vitus. A little bit of pop culture for you for, uh, the 1980s. Sonny Crockett from Miami Vice. Yeah. The name of his boat, the St. Vitus Dance. Really? Oh! It's funny how things click all these years later when you, you know. (laughs) He said that, and I'm like, hey. St. Vitus. St. Vitus dance. Well, here I am picturing these poor people trying to make offerings, reaching into their pocket to pull out some coins as they're jamming around and blaming on the boogie (laughs) is playing in the background, and they're spilling coins everywhere, and they're like, I can't can't make my donations. (laughs) 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 I'm doing the electric slide. Hmm. Well, I mean, some people say that there's a, a thing called MPI, uh, otherwise Ooh, yeah, known Magnum as... Yeah, Magnum P.I. Yeah, Magnum P.I. It was Hawaiian shirts, drives around in Corvettes. Yeah. yeah. Or no, it was a... Ferrari. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. MPI, though, mass uh, mass psychogenic illness. It's a part of the... It's a human condition. It's a collective occurrence of physical symptoms and related beliefs among two or more people uh, with the absence of an identifiable pathogen. Uh, here we get into some really uh, scientific kind of stuff here, but there's two different types of, you know, MPI. Some people speculate of which one may have caused this, but I don't know. It's just it's just so weird. I mean, you had uh, other ones have occurred as well. There was one that took place in uh, 1374, uh, dance epide- epidemic. Um, dance epidemic. <laughs> that is the I name mean, of this episode. This just sounds like something that would happen in this day and age right now. Right? The way things have been going. Exactly. That's what's Why next. Why can't we have that exactly? <laughs> Where are we at on COVID? Well, there's a dance epidemic that yeah, broke out. We're going to be dancing Omaha. in the streets. There's 600 people just going for it. <laughs> you know, but the thing is about this, it stood the test of time, and still we, we, we don't know definitively what caused this or why it ended what or it why was. so many people joined. It's, uh, you know, the thing with... Uh, if you have one person that's that's delusional or hallucinating, you can chalk that up to a mental illness or stress or whatever. But when you have that many people joining in, yeah, four hundred. Yeah, that's a lot, man. That's a, that's a lot of people. How do you get four hundred people to to do, do anything to do the same thing? Period. Right. right. That's just it. You know. You know. I mean, granted, back then things were a lot more dreary and boring, and it's like, hey, yeah. you know what? You know, I'm going to live till I'm forty <laughs> and, da- and die. So at least I can spend these two weeks just you know getting my getting my groove on. Yeah. But I, you do wonder either A, and maybe, you know, this is where I take it to a thing, too. You know, we get back into, like, extraterrestrial stuff, and it's like if we were <laughs> descendant of extraterrestrial ancient alien-style tinkering where they played around with their DNA, they're like, we're going to put a gene in them. <laughs> we push this button, and they start jamming. They can't help it. <laughs> yeah, it's all sort of genetic Boop. anomalies, but, man, he can dance. Exactly. <laughs> You know, or, you know, maybe talk about alien. Here's a wild theory. If they, you know, mind control and missing time and these abduction cases of people being paralyzed, what if they hit the opposite button and they just like the tractor beam on that village in France just made them all dance and dance and twitch and wiggle and boogie? Yeah. Did you hit the tractor beam button? No, I hit the shake it all night button. (laughs) I didn't mean to. It's stuck. The button is stuck now. (laughs) They couldn't get it out for two months. (laughs) I fixed it. That's crazy. That's and what, weird. And That's what year weird. was this again? That, that was 1518. I wonder when the most recent dance epidemic 
has been. Yeah, maybe music's just not as good anymore. That's just you know, it's just yeah. the music, auto tune. It's just ruined it. You know? I I could see something like in the 1800s in the old west, a bunch of cowboys out there dancing all night long. Yeah, the hoot nanny that wouldn't Hootenanny. stop <laughs> doing the two step. <laughs> <laughs> Box stepping themselves to a hole in the ground, <laughs> like and I died. That's crazy. Paranormal man, unexplained, unexpected, and uh, you know, don't know. We'll we'll never know. And we'll it all started know. with one woman who just dropped her basket of bread and started started dancing. <laughs> Frau, man, she was a trendsetter. You know, there you go. That was just it. You knew at least one person in that group was like, "I don't even know what we're doing right now. <laughs> I don't even know." But you know, I, I don't want to not join this. <laughs> Looked like me trying to do the electric slide at, at my high school dance. I just didn't know what I was doing. I tried to fit in. You know. Well, <laughs> oh, you want to laugh real hard? Watch any of us three try to dance. <laughs> How did Fraulein make her hanky dance? How did how Pat? She put a little boogie in there it. There it is. It's the paranormal dad joke of the day. There you go. That's what you get. Well, that's a little bow at the end of this episode. So yeah. uh, anyway, find us on on our socials. Uh, interact with us. Send us comments, questions. Hopefully, you don't have any concerns. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but thanks thanks so much. I mean, we we have fun doing this. We have some really cool episodes coming up we even have some some guests that'll be joining us to share some uh, mind-blowing stories of the werewolf variety and uh yeah if you want a t-shirt like eddie said hit us up we'll uh send us some monies we'll we'll ship you a cool shirt i wear mine everywhere i go i see you in that shirt more often than i don't dude this is my shirt <laughs> yeah, yeah i wear the hat we have a hat too by the way if you want a, a ball cap uh, just just hit us up for that as i think well. i get me one of those yeah, get one of those hats Pat. yeah Pat's hey, hat. thanks to everybody at freesounds.org, too, all the uh, people who contribute their talents and their sounds to that uh, website. We download a lot and use a lot of that in our show. Uh, yeah, today's, today's soundtrack was provided by the Cicadas of Omaha, Nebraska. They are loud. <laughs> what? They are chirping. Yeah, if you can't hear them in the background, it, we've got cicadas out there. And I was sitting out here the other night, and I had to go inside. It was just too loud. Yeah. It's like. They're oh, louder. you crazy kids. They're being too loud. <laughs> yeah. Shut up out there. Well, paranormal, they look alien, too, by they, the way. Oh, they're my favorite bug. Yeah. My favorite bug. <laughs> they are, are cool, though. They are yeah. cool-looking bugs. They don't sting you. No. You know, they're big, so they're not, like, weird and tiny and creepy. Like, oh, I'm big enough I can see you coming, <laughs> you know? And if you're one of my cats, they tell you it tastes like chicken. They eat them. They, oh, yeah, they oh, love them. man. Those things are Delicacy. gigantic. Yeah. yeah. And there's a wolf in those. And they still eat their normal food, I bet you, too. Oh, yeah. Kitties. <laughs> Talk about paranormal. Cats are weird. That's a story for another episode, right there. Yes, paranormal pets is one of our episodes. Paranormal there you go. Pets. There you go. Crazy cats. All right, people. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. We'll see you. Yes. One take, Myers. Yes. <laughs> Mic drop, and I'm out. Mic drop. Yep, yep. <laughs> that makes funky noises. I know, I know. <laughs> trying to drop it. Hey. What's up, Colton? Okay, well, it's a Colton, celebrity Colton sighting there. Celebrity Colton. He's so tall now, it's almost a Sasquatch. Oh, he is the pop and the Colton. <laughs> Go, sports ball! Sports! Yay, sports! He's like, yay, sports! Mr. Plot. I'm getting nowhere. Okay, we need to help Damn. Matt. I can do it. Operation I need, I need some help. All hands on deck. Eddie, Eddie, shut up. Help, I need to find a monster. The other world is knocking at your door.